It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Rob Sesternino back here in the turret as we're ready to talk about episode eight of The Traders. And boy, I'm so excited to talk about tonight's episode. We got a lot to get into back here with the Duke of Deception, the Mr. of Murder. Here he is. It's Puyo Achilles. Puyo, how are you? Mm. I'm doing good, Rob. I'm doing good. Uh, you saw my oh. my dogs. I rented out to Will today. Um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this with you. It's going to be a good time. Yes, yeah, so much to talk about here oh, tonight yeah. as we had the ouster of our second trader of the game, Parvati. Two traders down, one to go, one to be added. Yeah, very one, fun And episode. one perhaps mortally wounded? Mortally wounded? <laughs> you don't think so? Okay. Why? Be why? You think because of the dungeon? I'm talking about. Or you mean? Uh, well, I'm talking, talking about, about that we made a lot of po- a, a real strong case got made against Phaedra. Well, it'll be interesting to see if it pays off because I don't okay. know if it's gonna. I'm just setting the table. We got to. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, oh, yeah. we've got now also a recruitment to talk about. Kate is now. She's joining the traders. Come on. Come on. Ain't no way she's going to say no murder me instead. She's been waiting mm-hmm. for this moment. Yep. Yeah. We will talk about everything else that's going on. Maybe the suspicion is going off onto pilot Pete next. Uh, let's talk about what's going on for him. I've got a lot of questions about what uh, a lot of the faithful are up to. Plus Bergy is gone. Plus Dr. Will what the hell was that? We waited two months for this. <laughs> Dr. Will was also there breaking news. Yes. So much to talk about. Breaking I'm news. So fleeting news. Oh, fleeting like. news. Yeah. I was going to say, what, what was that? Listen, reality shows will never get tired of telling us Dr. Will is coming for him to do absolutely nothing. Collecting the bag. And collecting mm-hmm. a big one too. I mean, I don't listen. I don't know how much they get paid, but it's enough to get room and board in Scotland and get an appearance fee. Yeah, so it's pretty decent. And they keep doing it. I'm just like you know Charlie Brown with the football. Like, hey Rob, Doctor Will's going to be on this. Oh, let me over there. Can I go see Doctor Will? <laughs> to do yeah, nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. And I mean, though now we can officially say the only thing that would have been exciting about it, Rob. Would have been if Dan and Janelle, Dan or Janelle, either were there and neither were there by the time uh, Dr. Will pulls up. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? All right. We're going to take your questions here live tonight. Very excited to uh, hear what you all have to say about this. You can post them away in the chat. And I have on good authority, all of your questions are going to be starred tonight and saved for later on in the program. Yes, we got our own Fergus, a.k.a. Sam, on the beat, ready to, to get all those ready queued up for us. So make sure to make your juicy questions known. Okay. All right. See if you can get one past him tonight. You said we're going to get them all. All right. So, Puya, um, where should we start? I mean, there's so many places to start, but might as well just start from the beginning. We did leave last week's episode with this twist where only five people were up for murder And we talked about who we thought could get murdered. Are they going to try and do the double bluff and murder someone from within their own group? Are they going to murder someone from the Pete's Pals? It's someone from the Pete's Pals. Somebody from the Pete's Pals. But we felt like that it was going to be Trishel. We thought, okay, uh, well, RIP Trishel. So I had said that I think it was more likely to be Burgalicious simply because he seems a lot more closer to Pilot Pete um, and also, but wasn't I don't it think a mistake they, not to go after Trishel? Well, they didn't know what Trishel knew. They didn't mm-hmm. know what Trishel was cooking in her notes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Burgalicious. It's fine. Whatever. Bing. Listen, it, he, I'll give him this. I feel like when coming into the season, 
I think a lot of us just thought he was going to be cannon fodder. He wasn't going to deliver. He's just going to get dragged to the end, whatever, did he influence, deliver? whatever. I think he did better than I, I want to give him some credit because I feel like he had that one shining moment with that, with the graveyard challenge where he figured out the patterns. And I feel like ultimately he didn't back down. I, you know, he did go toe to toe with Dan Giesling at one point. So the bar was in hell, but I, I was, I was happy was to hell. see it. it and okay. he gave us Burgalicious, Rob, not my Burgalicious. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Bergie was uh, the last person that Parvati would get to murder as one of the traitors. But we had a big showdown coming up uh, in this episode. And I feel like that in my traitors watching history, we have not mm -hmm. ever seen it where the faithful are feasting. They're trying to decide, hey, which, which traitor should we go after? Did you get swayed at any point where you thought it might be Phaedra tonight? So I really didn't for the same reason why Dan bringing up Phaedra's name wasn't going to work. Not enough foundation was laid, especially when you factor in how much they had been pounding the drums of parf, 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 parf. They wanted Parvati out of here. So to somehow try and switch it up, already not having the trust of the rest of the house because of the fact that they were isolating each uh, away from them. I just didn't think it had enough legs to work. And I think the minute you saw where John's vote was going, it was immediately confirmed downhill from there. Okay. Well, Trichelle, I thought did a really good job of making the case. And like, I feel like uh, she, I would give her the, the fishy, even the Trishy for this week, <laughs> even though it was in the losing effort. See, here's the thing though. I feel like, the information's good. I think, you know, pointing out the she's not surprised when murders are happening. I think that's a huge one. We've talked about the boiled egg of it all. Why is that not oh, coming up? There was a lot of uh, of Phaedra looking out for the breakfast buffet in this episode. Oh, pork belly. Yummy. It's relatable content, Rob. If pork belly's there, I might be distracted from, from finding other people as well. More food for me. It is pretty yummy. Mm -hmm. Is your eye twitching, Puya? No, but I do Twitch uh, multiple times a week on <laughs> twitch.tv slash Puya. Free plug for me. Yeah, I Twitch often, right? <laughs> yeah, a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but Jitrichelle was laying out the case and everything. No, Parvati, here's where I'm confused. And help me yes. understand this. Yes. Because I came into this week mm -hmm. where feeling like the queen, mm -hmm. Sandra, was reinventing the way the game is played. I thought that we were having a whole new strategy of the faithful ID who the traitors are. Mm -hmm. Don't vote them out. Don't banish the traitors. Keep them. Uh, and basically minimize their power. Vote out the faithful that aren't voting with you. Wasn't this the whole thing with the pool balls? We read Sandra's Instagram post this week where we thought, oh, yeah, we know poverty's a traitor, but that's not what we're doing. And I'm like, wow, this is brilliant. Why are we voting out poverty now? Okay, a couple things to do with this. I think that obviously that strategy is super sound. And the crux of the strategy, based on what Sandra pointed out, was I don't want to have to play detective again to figure out who the traitors are. Now, if we assume that she knows Phaedra and Parv are both baddies, okay, right? If Parvati is to leave, because Parvati is always going to be catching votes here and is definitely bound to leave at some point, this strategy, the way you're looking at it, Rob, works if all seven people are on the same page and are binded and no one's going to sway from it. I think the reality is that that probably isn't as binded as we may see it be. And I think for Sandra, if she does know that Phaedra is a traitor, she's going to assume Phaedra is going to recruit another Bravo person. So that leaves MJ, Kate, and Sheree. So she still has a very good short list to navigate forward with it. And Parvati leaves. And hey. I think given what we saw, Rob, I think the whole Parvati working with Peter shenanigans, that even helps her because now there's a lot of eyes going to be on Peter moving forward. With all due respect, Puya, I feel like you are making a lot of assumptions there of that oh, putting sure. a, a putting a lot out there where that Sandra, for as great as she is, mm -hmm. I mean, you have her as being kind of like 
uh, omniscient in terms of oh. that she knows this, she knows this, she knows mm-hmm. this, she knows this move is happening. So that's why she's doing this. Where well, I finally got to feel like, wow, okay, <laughs> that re- re- this is brilliant what they're doing. And then they totally went against that strategy that we were hyping up all week. Well, I think the key here, like it's again, assuming that Sandra's post talking about knowing who the traders are, we're following that. But I think the biggest thing that was pointed out in last week's episode was we cannot let the other group get control. So if we banish someone from our side, it's bad for us moving forward. We need to get the numbers. Now they got the numbers because the Berkey got murdered. They're down in numbers. So now she can navigate being fine again. I think it was more so to make sure they don't get pagonged. And now that they can't get pagonged by the other side, they can breathe easy. Mm-hmm. Okay. But now also she doesn't know who the other trader is going to be. Well, she has a D if, if she knows who Phaedra is, she has a decent shortlist. I feel like, do we know that she knows that Phaedra is a trader? I haven't examined a lot of the posts like to finer detail. I've been avoiding generally, like I know Tamara has her own traders podcast. I've been avoiding consuming the media that the contestants are putting out because I don't want to read between the lines and figure out the show before the show tells me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know a hundred percent, but I have a feeling just based on how much we're seeing of of Sandra and the way she speaks about the game, I think she knows, Rob. We got a we got a little snippet a couple weeks back where Sandra said that she was trying to keep the Bravo girls close and work with them. And I still think that rings true. I still think she's got people in that side that she's working with close enough that she's not worried about getting murdered. Okay. I guess we'll have to wait till next week that I I loved the idea of what I, I felt like she was saying last week of with the pool balls and it doesn't even matter if I'm out finding the traders. It's all about, you know, the traders, then you're just going to vote out the faithful that aren't working with you. And it's a numbers game. And I just feel like that, that what happened tonight, like flew in the face of that whole idea. Well, it's a, Rob, it's a game that you have to pivot. You got to pivot. This was the time to pivot. I mean, when it's, listen, when it comes down to two people and most people are going to be voting one or the other, because I mean, look at it this way. If you're Sandra, Kate clearly still wants to go for Parvati. CT wants to catch a trader no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like that group is not on the same mindset you are. So it's like, even if you have this perfect strat that would work, it is a lot of work to convince others to do the exact same as you. And at the end of the day, as a faithful, you're looking to win it at, with as little people as possible anyway. So what's to say she gives them the, the playbook and they're like, oh, this is great. Thank you. We banish Sandra next. So it's a tightrope to walk, and I feel like she's doing as good as she can, given that she cannot control everybody else. Okay. All right. So what about for what Trishel is trying to do here? I am very curious to get your take on this because I, you've seen it all. I respect your opinion greatly on this. Should you. Do you feel like the, was Trishel's approach the smart one of, hey, I think it's Parvati and Phaedra. Let's get Phaedra first instead of the obvious trader in Parvati. It is a very, very good choice and decision and strategy, except for one thing that this group did that they couldn't walk back. And that really is what backfired on them. It's that we had Peter literally basically stand up at the round table and say, I know we're voting out Dan. Y'all have the votes there. I'm voting Parv because Parv is the other one. And in the last entire cycle, it was a non, not a limb with a round table, but he still said Parvati, 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 Parvati. So it was very weird now for him, them to switch up and not do Parvati when they've said she's bad because now they're looking at this person is also bad, but they are not really letting other people know exactly why they want to put the kaputs on, on the Parv plan. They're just saying, I've noticed all these things about Phaedra and I don't really think, um, I, I think we should get rid of Phaedra, et cetera, et cetera. But also y'all have spent like a while now isolating the rest of the house and making it known that we work together and we are the unit to go to the end. Why would they listen to you? And in the um, what's funny is in the postmortem, Kate talks about this a little bit where she felt like Peter found a trader and now wants to work with that trader and keep her. That's why they're trying to look at uh, Phaedra and not Parvati. And Mm -hmm. that's sketchy to them. And I think that's the big part. I think they were doing too much. Obviously, we know and they 
called out that it's going to be tough to get Phaedra out the later it gets because she has a lot of friends. True, but what's to say that that's already not going to work in your favor? I think if you get out Parvati and then you throw out another name, maybe some people sway to you, but the reality is you already kind of screwed up by saying Parvati so, so with, with absolute chest. That was the mistake there. Yeah, Trishel says she was uh, thinking three steps ahead. Is that thinking too far ahead on the traders? I don't think that thinking too far ahead is a thing unless you do too much with it. Because I think you can try and think of your end game and picture how that goes and try and move things subtly. But if you're thinking three steps ahead, then you can't start a move. This is like, and I'm not a chess player, but let me cook for a second. This is like when you hold your pawn and you put it two steps ahead and you're about to put it down. You're like, mm, I don't know. But this is like they've already put the pawn ahead and they're telling the opponent, no, 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 no. You don't move a piece. Let me move one more. It's like, no, you can't do that. You already moved this piece and you've already told us to vote out Parvati. Why are you switching up on us now? That makes no sense. Mm -hmm. So Parvati also, I, I guess, similar to Dan what, with the strategy of, I'm not going to tell you all of my stuff until we get to the round table. The round table seems to me, and I think a lot of the reason why people are saving stuff for the round table is to trip each other up, but also to not have a drama buildup before they get there, not give people the opportunity to talk to others and get them on side, basically not allowing people to play defense. If they play it at the round table, it's all offense and whatever defense they can muster, it happens there without a game plan. But do you think people really make up their mind at the round table? I mean, in the beginning of the game, maybe. I think the later it gets, the less likely I would imagine it is. Mm. Uh, you can still come in thinking, all right, I'm between two people. I don't know which one I'm voting for and then see what if the arguments are compelling enough. But I think for the most part, the decisions can be made ahead of time. Do you think that Trishel will get any uh, blowback from this? Well, she did end the episode at the roundtable saying, I'm going to burn my notebook, uh, which I thought could be a good, decent strat to, you know, offset the I've given up. So I'm curious to see if she's going to still pound the Phaedra drum. It's not like that she voted out Phaedra and they said, I'm a faithful idiot. Like mm -hmm. she just well, didn't get the true. votes. Right, and she also has a shield, so she can rest easy tonight. Now, we know that there's probably not going to be a murder because a recruitment is happening. Mm -hmm. uh, that being said, though, I'm very curious to see what she does with the very fleeting number she has behind her and and the mass suspicion thrown on her closest ally in Peter moving forward. Yeah, okay. Let's talk a little bit about Peter because it seems like that uh, it is turning against Peter. It seems like that he <laughs> got caught up a little bit on the, yeah, well, I did say I wanted to work with Parvati, but I was joking. Ha ha ha. Very funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A choice. A choice to, again, I think Peter flew too close to the sun. We talked about this last week. Yeah. Where we said he's doing the most. He turned down the trader role, which was foolish. And soon enough, people are going to not like the way things are going. There's multiple people now that don't like how he's been approaching the game as the king of the faithfuls. Yeah, so that's going to give him blowback. One the of traders, those people is is Phaedra. Yeah, you know, Sherlock Holmes. Be a nice Sherlock. Don't be a Sherlock the dick. Oh. I would love if someone made an illustrated book called Sherlock the Dick and it follows the the adventures of this character. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. A lot of times they call like a investigator like a private dick. I think that Sherlock Holmes by definition is a dick. But is it a private pilot dick mm -hmm. in this instance? <laughs> yeah. He's rubbing people the wrong way. No pun intended. Whoa. It's just not good. Um, yeah. And it's right I, there to say, sure, a different, a different word. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I just feel like it's Rob. Right there, Phaedra. <laughs> he's, again, I, and I know I keep using this word multiple times and I have, and I do apologize if it gets repetitive for anyone listening. The isolation of the rest of the castle is coming back to haunt this man because his own group we're rocking with them. One of them died. Now one of them doesn't even trust them potentially moving forward. John Burkow is gone certified rogue. So 
who does he have to fall back on? He's got nobody, and I think he's the I think he's the next one banished, personally. You think that Peter will be the next one banished? It feels that way to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, even Kevin is turning on him, right? Yeah. Kevin. Kevin of of Bling Empire. Bling Empire? Bling Empire. Yes. That guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh Pete's pals, where have you gone? <laughs> They have uh, ran away, Rob. They've ran away. They've they've called uh, or they've rioted out, and it's just him and Trishel at this point. And I have to imagine, yeah, Trishel's going to see the writing on the wall and distance herself from him moving forward. But we'll yeah, see. Yeah, because the there were only four votes for Phaedra. It turns out to be Parvati now gone out of the game. Peter, Kevin, and Trishel. And Kevin at the end of it was like, I didn't like that. Uh, <laughs> I think I think I got sold a bill of goods. Yeah, it was like I. Didn't like that. I found out that he was working with her and he lied about it. And also she was a traitor. Huh. That's very weird. Why is he doing that? And then, you know, Rob, last week we did see that there wasn't a recruitment uh, or or we saw that it wasn't a murder. And then he did tell some people, hey, there was a recruitment. I got offered, but I said, no. What's to say they don't think, hmm, did he lie to us? Did he say yes? And he was trying to buy some time. This is this is the exact horror Parvati wished on this man, and it's happening right before okay. our eyes right now. Well, hopefully Parvati can take some solace in things going poorly for Pilot Pete. Let's talk about Parvati's run here on the Traders. And what do you think about? Give me a your analysis of Parvati the Trader. How did she do? I think that she was doing fine at the beginning. I think she was doing a fine job. I think ultimately the places where things went wrong, I think the allegiance, the unapologetic allegiance to Dan was not good. I think the minute the, the shield gambit worked and she Hasn't was one of the out three. Great for too many people. Mm-mm, no, it was, it's usually a bad omen. Um, that being said though, I, I did say this on Twitter and I credit her for not giving up and trying everything. We yeah. saw Parvati put on the acting chops tonight, and I thought that was a very yeah, not fun since scene. Blue Crush Two. Have we seen this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, put her on the White Lotus. What are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I loved everything I saw from her. I just think, unfortunately, and I think this echoes for a lot of us, we kind of all just pronounced Parvati's game done the minute the Shield Gambit worked out. The minute they struck Bergy and missed. It just felt like there was no recovering from that. Yeah, for Parvati, it was like in the 11th hour, you know, she kind of like got a little momentum and we had that one scene with her and John and she really was like laying it on thick and he's like, I could never, you know, I could never imagine you being a traitor. Uh, the he real turned actor, around quick. John. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I wish, and I think everything she did in this episode was great to offset that suspicion. I just wish she would have done this in the previous cycle and like laid the foundation there and then cultivated it more here. Like it might've been a little too late to start, but like I said, again, I just feel like even if she had started then it would, she would have still been in trouble here. It really felt like. Yeah. So she just didn't give them enough. I think early on, uh, she kind of had the same thing as Dan and just kind of just not being too emotionally invested in anything, but then she really did bring it this last time. And then this episode was so much about the suspicion on Phaedra. I really was believing that it wasn't going to be poverty until the votes started coming in. Kudos to the editors, because I feel like this kind of would have been a very dull episode if they did just give us the it's going to be Parv going out here. Because mm-hmm. I do think it gave a little bit of suspense of what could happen and what's going to happen. Ultimately, obviously, Parv being the name that was floating for three cycles makes the most sense here. But I like that they kept some people guessing. It was a good time. Okay. So Phaedra is going to go to the turret. And gonna have to make a decision, okay? Yes. And she's ultimately going to pick Kate. Did you like this pick, Puya? Loved the pick, and and here's why: Kate was the last person to enter the game later on. I think Kate is someone who's going to work with Phaedra no matter what. They're they're going to be in lockstep, and I think Kate's also going to be a very fun trader to be in cahoots with for Phaedra. And I feel like she's been lacking that a little bit. Now, obviously. From the jump, we have seen it be Dan, Parv, and Phaedra, but it has kind of been Dan and Parv 
and Phaedra as the third. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like now Phaedra has a duo to work with. And I feel like this is absolutely the more fun pick. It's the more vocal player to play as a trader. So that's good. Because, I mean, if you get, like, Sheree and her are working together, clearly, right? They're friends. But I feel like Sheree would have been a more quiet pick, and that would have been tough for her. Having Kate be a mouthpiece is perfect for her, and I think it's a great choice. Yeah, should be the most fun team, fun feeds, for sure. But I really thought, we've talked so much about Phaedra and CT, and I kind of thought that she was going to go CT. I could, there could have been a world where that happens for sure. Um, I wonder why she may not have gone that way. I just think ultimately Kate is, I think the better choice. I think also, also having another woman in the turret is better for her because in the event that they're looking that way, she can throw out a Kate if she has to and be in a better spot. Whereas I feel like CT is kind of all but cleared himself of Mm -hmm. all charges by everybody there could still be some suspicions thrown on Kate in the future. Okay. And so I don't know why they gave us a cliffhanger here. Come on. Kate's not going to take this. It's an ultimatum. It's an ultimatum. 100% Kate's going to say yes. Cause the alternative is you're murdered. You're gone. Bye-bye. So, and she wants to be a traitor. So, you know, she's going to take this and run with it. I think it'll be very fun when she realizes why she's in the dungeon. Cause they didn't make that clear to her, mm-hmm. which Rob, the dungeon we did see in traders UK season two, I don't know if they're going to end up using it for anything else but this twist. Would you okay. like to know how it was used in Trader Season 2? Sure. Okay. Sure. Okay. So in that season, a little earlier on the season, they gave the traders the option at the turret that the host Claudia come in and she said, okay, you guys, you can pick four people to put in the dungeon and for the from the beginning of the morning, they're going to be locked in there until the round table. They're not going to see anybody. They're not going to participate in the challenge. And that was used. You can use that however you want. And I thought that was very fun because they ended up putting some traders in there, some faithfuls in there to get some suspicion going. And that was a very fun maneuver to see. Now, are they going to use it here? I don't know, Um, but we'll see. I think that was a very fun twist that is underutilized if they don't use it here now that they have a dungeon available to them. Okay. I mean, if you have the dungeon, you you should use the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Hey, but I did love Kate being like, Fergus, is there champagne? Fer- Fergus? Mm-hmm. Fergus, where's the champagne? <laughs> no champagne. She knows what's going on. Hey, did you catch during the round table that Dan Giesling caught a few strays from Kate? Did you hear this? The whole thing that your whole big case is relying on is the fact that Dan being this great brilliant game player he must have been giving you a clue on the way out no he just sucked at playing this game that's why he's not here wow (laughs) shots fired um and I mean look at what Kate walked into what did Kate see of Dan's game it was in flames so I don't blame her one bit here and I think that could be a very fun thing to keep it on because We'll see where they go from here, Rob. But if Phaedra's name kind of gets not brought up here, Kate could have helped offset that suspicion by saying something like this at the round table. And I do love, and this is why it was interesting to me, Kate does rightfully bring up, hey, in my season, this never happened. If the traders just gave us traders' names on the way out, it's too easy of a game. I think that's a very fun perspective to throw in and potentially mess up the plans, the metagaming that Trishel may have done here. Okay. Should we talk about this challenge that happened tonight, Puya? Uh, I think we must, given that there was a guest host for it. There was a guest host for it. And uh, again, so excited to have Dr. Will show up for this, but so disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) It went down. You know how I said my theory was they didn't mean to release that trailer and they messed up? They meant to release that trailer because... The excitement it gave outweighed the performance on this episode. I can't believe that he flew to Scotland for this. I can't. Rob, if they pay for my plane ticket and I just got to pull up and I got to put buckets of bugs on people, I'll give me, I'll do it for just the plane ticket. And I'm sure Wait, he got you think more than he that. was pouring the bugs on people. You don't think so? You think that was uh, not CGI, but like a stunt double? I don't think that Dr. Will would have gone anywhere near a bucket of bugs. I don't know. I don't, I, I mean, th- listen, if he just got the, it, it, even better, thing. 
even better. Getting paid he to was, just chill. I think he was, I guess. I think it was a stunt double. I don't think he wants any, but he's pouring a bucket of cockroaches on, on people. Yes. It's not on him. The bugs aren't on him. The bugs are on the others. He just gets to pour them in. Is that, is that what he likes to do? I don't know, Rob. He's a doctor. I feel like doctors have a higher threshold for mm -hmm. okay. lack of a better term, gross things than we do. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Lone Ranger says it's called money. How much could they pay him for this? Rob, if they said, hello, Rob Sestanino. I don't know what accent yeah. this is. Oh, we would like you to be on Trader Season 3. You're making an appearance. You're going to be the owner of a ranch. Mm -hmm. And on this ranch, um, people are going to do a challenge and you're going to have to like pour liquid on them or like spray them with a hose. We'll pay for your plane ticket. Mm -hmm. We'll give you a place to stay and we'll throw some money your way. You're getting on that plane, Rob. Okay. Come on. I don't know. I you're not? Like, you're uh, not? I mean, I just, but I'm not Dr. Will. You're Rob says like He's got some more stuff going on. I mean, listen, I feel like this appearance fuels your businesses. It can make, put some more eyes on you. Mm -hmm. Free pub. It's free publicity. Okay. All right. So I was just very disappointed in the whole situation. <laughs> really was. I'm not going to get over it. He was just, like I said, he was there to host the escape room mission. And then he left. We didn't see him again. I would have loved if they kind of did. Do you remember, Rob, back in the day, Big Brother Canada season one? They had Dan Geesling make an appearance. Yes. And yes. he was in the house for a little bit. I think he did a little too much in that house for the record, but that's, that is whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you could bring Dr. Will in here to just throw suspicion around and just be a menace. We've seen him make appearances as the neighbor on Big Brother. Why can't he be a guest at the manor for a night? He doesn't have to even speak. He just has to look suspicious. Mm -hmm. Are we supposed to believe that Dr. Will stayed in this Airbnb? Absolutely. With roaches? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Why does he have wolves? Make it Wolves make sense. They? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right. I would have quit this challenge. You would have said haggis? Yeah. What is it? That, oh. oh, they lose $1,000 if I don't get to play? I mean, but what if what if that caused you to get voted out, Rob? Did it cause anybody to get voted out? Did anybody say like, oh, MJ is looking very sus? No. But, you know, I don't know. Here's my thing. I would have given you great content because I am deeply terrified of, of any little thing. I scream like no other. Uh, that being said, I think after the first bug pouring in the cabin, I would have gone to the dungeon. I would have gone into the basement. I would have gone into the crawl space. I would not have stuck out up there. Yeah, there was less bugs down there. I think that like being trapped in like the crawl space with like things that you could not like quickly get away from. I think that that would be the worst case scenario. Yeah, that's true. It's okay. So another bit of information, Rob, I'll give you a little bit from traders UK season two. They had the same mission, a little bit different in that mission. They had a, one of the rooms in the, in the dark basement tunnel thing was just like rotten vegetables. It was kind of nasty. Um, but also in that mission, only one person didn't escape. And that's the person they elected to keep up there to hold the lights on while everyone else escaped. Mm -hmm. So none of them quit. No, there was no haggis in the UK season. We had four haggises here. Yeah. I think that once they start pouring the bugs in the house, I think I'm just going to leave. That's fine. It's like once two people leave, I'm also more likely to leave. I just don't want to be the first one to say haggis. <laughs> sure. It's just like, like, what was the downside? Like, I'm probably not even going to win the show anyway. Right. Um, the, oh, yeah, I will say, uh, if I had gone downstairs running away from the bugs and I saw rats, who knows if I make it out of that tunnel? I would have been yeah. in shambles. I mean, I give credit to everybody who didn't quit. Oh, yeah. Big I, I think I would have quit faster than the, anybody who quit on this show. I think I... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why I'm talking a big game. Like I did, like I didn't want to see a mouse in this room and leave it for three days. Like mm -hmm. I would definitely be shaking. Let's be honest here. Yeah. Okay. So they they do the the competition. You've you've seen this competition before? Yeah, yeah. So they did the exact same one in Traders UK season two, um, with a couple of different things as far as the distraction. They had a lot more liquid than bugs in that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so they go through it. A bunch of people are quitting. A bunch of people are going through the tunnels. 
Um, Rob, yes. There were mice. There were rats. There were there was like stinky smells. There was liquid. There were bugs. There was a snake. Yeah. One snake. Yes. In CT's pants. CT's the only one that made contact with the snake. Well, I think I got a snake in my pants. What? He said that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love this reveal from him. So he went back down to get the the one of the last gold coins. And I, I love the panic that ensued. That was great. CT's delivering for me on a comedic level. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, that was a good fake out. Because he was like really mm-hmm. like fishing around for it. Like, oh my God. There's a, yeah, I guess there's a lot to look for. <laughs> That's what I was told. Okay. All right. Anything else from the challenge? Um, I think we nailed everything. I can't think of any. I did again. I did love the people that did say haggis and leave the cabin. The panic as people were coming out with bugs on them was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could have gotten voted out, Rob, if you walked out, you haggis, and then you walked out and like flung a bug on anybody. If you flung a bug on MJ there, rest in peace. You're not making it out of the round table. No, I would not do that. No, that's not the move at all. Mm -hmm. All right. I asked for questions. We have gotten over 40 questions here. (laughs) Damn, Sam really must have uh, taken your word seriously, Rob. Okay, I love it. Yes. Okay. So good job. All right. Let's see. How many of them uh, will be good questions? Let's find out. Just me, Madison wants to know, will Kate outplay Phaedra? I think the to answer that question, we must at least see one episode of both of them in action because I'm not fully convinced that Phaedra's gone and done at this point. I think Phaedra could bounce back depending on how people's receptions are to her. And I also truly do not think Kate's going to burn Phaedra here. I feel like they're going to work in lockstep. Yeah. So, Unless Phaedra's name is out there and and all the votes are on her, I don't see Kate making a movement to do that. I think Kate's one of these people, when she's loyal to you, she's loyal to you. And when she hates you, she hates you. Yeah. I I seriously doubt that they're going to not work together. Now, will she outlast Phaedra? That's an interesting question. And as of right now, I have to assume yes, simply because Phaedra's name is absolutely out there. But I still trust Phaedra to be able to maneuver it out of it. Brian has a question. Is Phaedra playing the game actively enough? Is she doing anything? So we have heard in this episode that a few people felt like she's been not saying a lot. Now, we've talked about her being very passive in the turret before and also potentially outside of the turret. It's a little bit of that as well. But we also did see her actively throw out Peter's name to John and Sheree at one point this episode. I think on a scale of Dan to Peter... Dan being doing the least and Peter being doing the most. Doing the most, yeah. She's like somewhere in the middle, maybe a little under the middle, but I still think she's doing some. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what do you feel like she's doing? I think she's been laying down some good foundations for social bonds. I feel like, think about the the mounting uh, offensive that Trishel went in on here. Trishel, like you said, had notes on notes. Like, obviously the Dan... Uh, sus being the big like the the bare barreled gun or the smoking gun whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. she still had the she doesn't react she her eye twitches a little bit and phaedra was so cool calm and collected and and said you know i've never heard anyone say that about my eye twitching that's not a thing i do and also said i don't react the way you do because i'm not frantic like you but i react differently I just feel like she definitely has been playing like she does speak in such a way that you can't really think she's getting defensive. It doesn't come off as defensive to me. Mm -hmm. It comes off like I'm genuinely responding to you. She's been through it on the housewives. Oh, she's been through it on everywhere. It sounds like. And and I feel like she knows how to how to combat a couple accusations. Okay, this is a question from Andrew. A couple of people asked this question for you, Puya. Okay, uh, that uh, directing, okay, Liz had it first. Andrew passes it along. Okay, if Phaedra recruited Trishel and Trishel mm-hmm. said no, does she survive because she had the shield? That is a very fun question. Um, this is not something that's ever happened, so we don't have a definitive answer. My assumption, my personal assumption is 
she gets murdered because it's not a murder. It's an ultimatum. It's a recruitment. It's a blackmail. It's not a murder. So it's a different category. It's a very special set of circumstances that should happen for her to get murdered there. Um, but I have to imagine she gets murdered mm-hmm. and I don't see it. Like if they kept her alive, that's, that's cool and all, but I, there's, then they might give her the opportunity. They can't leave her be alive. Cause then the trader would know. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. She gets murdered. She gets murdered. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like um, do this or you have to leave the show. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> cause what's going to happen? She's like, I have the shield though. They're like, Oh damn. You know what? You're right. All right. Go You're back. Right. Okay. I guess the show's what, over. Now the next episode, like Phaedra's caught. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is like a bug, though. This is one of those things where they'd uh, have no to figure bugs. out how to fix that yeah. if it happened. It's a feature. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Av Angela VA says, halfway through the last episode, it seemed like Parv turned it around. Had she? Halfway through this episode, it seemed like Parv had turned around. Had she? <laughs> no. I think the sad reality is, is that... I think maybe Levity- last time she did. Last time, I'm telling you, if we had a Ronto, Peter was going. There's no world... I thought Parvati was leaving last episode. Once that didn't happen, I felt like Parvati was done. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think kudos to the editors who made it seem like it was any way different. And kudos to Parvati for trying, because I do think she may have switched some minds around a little bit at the very least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed like that she had like, uh, well, I don't know, because let's look at the votes. Because um, Peter was faking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trishel wasn't convinced. Maybe Kevin. I mean, Kevin, I think, just got convinced by Peter. So I don't know if she actually turned anybody around. I think there's a possibility of not. But I also think the other side was yeah. the other option was Phaedra. And they just weren't convinced Phaedra over well, Parvati. Yeah. So And I alluded to it in the opening of the show. But, you know, John goes from Parvati. You are the, the realist person here. To then you are the Duchess of Deception. You are the mistress of murder. Rob, he stole my whole flow, Rob. I'm so irritated that this man speaks the way he does and steals titles that I've used before. But also kudos, because it's so dramatic for no reason. It's so extra for no reason. And this is the exact same reason why I wanted John around. I didn't want John to go out early. Mm-hmm. He's been delivering on the one-liners. And somehow this man is the most trusted faithful in the entire house. Okay, well... On that note, Morgan wants to know, is British John penciled <laughs> into the finale at this point? I don't think that the traders think he's big enough threat to murder and he will never be banished. He'll never be banished. That part is true. Um, I think that him getting murdered will come soon enough because CT has cited trusting John's words. I feel like a lot of other people are trusting John's words. I think that he has quietly gained some influence from quite a few people. And all it's going to take is for John to try some of this with Kate and Kate's not going to want him to to last. So we'll see, Mm -hmm. but I do not think he's going to make it all the way to the end. Cause if he is truly influence uh, influential and makes it to the end, if you're on side with him, that's good for you. But if you feel even a little bit that he's suspecting you get rid of him. Okay. Slacker wants to know, Peter and Trishel are screwed right now, right? Defending Parv only for her to reveal she's a traitor 30 minutes later? Now, did it's they so much defend look. Parv? Well, Peter kind of did. Peter kind of did, and Peter's now stuck in this weird spot where it's like, you wanted her out, suddenly you didn't. So either they're going to look at it as, you're a faithful that was being selfish because you figured her out and wanted to keep her, or you were recruited as a trader and you were trying to keep her that suspect. I think mm-hmm. it's either or here. So I think Peter screwed for sure, for sure. Now, Trishel is a different conversation because Trishel does have at least the backing of CT and CT seems to have a lot of goodwill. Now, how much of that is he going to spend on Trishel is question number one. And question number two is, is she able to bounce back with Phaedra? Because I don't know if she will be, but Peter's cooked. It's done for Peter, okay. I think. All right. Well, Christina says, should Phaedra recruit Peter? No. We tried this before. Do not give him a second chance. Do not pass <laughs> go. Do not collect 200. Um, I mean, listen, great pick if she wants to just feed him to the wolves in the next episode, though. Um, yeah. Great pick for that regard. It would be funny if you think he's going to get voted out and then you and then you pick him because then you get to pick again, right? Uh, what do you mean? Like, oh, should like we get to recruit episode? again, right? 
Yeah, but then you can't murder Rob. This is like going to be a record-setting season if they just continue not murdering anybody. Because <laughs> um, they got Bergy, but then for like a while there, no one was getting murdered either. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three, I think three nights now that we're going to end with no murder. All right. So CL wants to know, not CT, do you think that Kate will be a good trader, Puya? I think depends on what you call good. Mm. Is she going to be entertaining? Absolutely. So for us, good trader there. Is she going to be a good ally to Phaedra? I think so. Is she going to be able to hide it? That's the key. And I feel like everything I've seen, like last season, people just thought Kate was a trader and just didn't listen to anything she was saying. She always had like a couple people looking at her throughout the season. I think at this point, she might do good. I really do think so. I think the cash she's put in right now, the place she's in, I don't think anyone's going to say anything because she's just, she has had three roundtables, Rob, to just speak her mind, be blunt, and throw accusations, and no one thinks she's being treacherous. Yeah. So it's a good spot for her to be in. And if she's being sus, it's just her being herself. Yeah. I, I think it's very, like, I think it plays to her characteristics that she's presented that, oh, that's maybe what a trader would do, but that's just what Kate does as a regular. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's see... Still a lot of good questions to go. Yes. Okay. Um, let's go back to Timothy's question about Sandra. Did Sandra make a critical error for her endgame as the Bravo girls won't vote each other out? That is the number one interesting question here with regards to Sandra's endgame. Because everything I said, Rob, if we follow that logic of she figured out Phaedra and then she assumes that Phaedra is going to recruit one of the other Bravo uh, people, all of that is good. But then when you get to the end, are you going to be able to convince the remaining Bravo people? Hey, these two are bad or this one is bad. We need to get rid Mm -hmm. of her. I feel like it's possible. It's still yet to be seen, but it's possible uh, because you could only follow someone to the end and agree to lose so long. Right. But we've also seen faithfuls do this anyway. So, yeah. But again, for Sandra to cut bait on Parvati that didn't aren't you better off with like the devil you know where she kind of could have manipulated that situation where sandra could have been controlling poverty a little bit more rather than like cut bait and now potentially i mean does sandra have a lot of influence over what kate is gonna do like is it is, isn't there like a, a non-zero chance that phaedra and kate are gonna say sure just kill sandra well, it's possible that they might look at killing Sandra. I absolutely agree. But also, I feel like she was kind of put in a very tough spot here because the alternative to getting rid of Parv was Phaedra. And I think the last thing Sandra would have needed is to take the shot of Phaedra and fail at the expense of keeping Parv. And let's say she did keep Parvati, Rob. I still think Parvati's going to get booted sooner rather than later because I don't think everyone's playing the game the way Sandra's playing. If Sandra's playing the end game to, I want to drag these two traders so that they don't get replaced... Clearly, other people aren't. They're just hungry to eat up the traders. That's tough. Mm-hmm. All and right. I think now she's maintained her social capital moving forward. And she's not seen as someone who put her neck out there for Parvati. Peter is. And he's going to take the brunt of that. And it'll give her some time to potentially decide which direction she wants to go and how she wants to go about it. I put you, Jessica wants to know, will Phaedra try to murder Trishel? Uh, Well, I believe there will not be a murder tonight Mm -hmm. because the recruitment happened what about next time uh next time i think it's entirely possible i think you i because i think peter's gonna get banished right so if we assume that peter gets banished then who are they gonna murder i think your best calls are to murder either a john or a trishel um and i think for phaedra getting rid of trishel does move you higher up ct's list of allies so that's good uh, so I don't know. I feel like Trishel should go. I think they should want Trishel to go, but I don't know 100%. Brian wants to know, will Sheree be the greatest to win it when she cuts Phaedra in the finale? I would love to see it. And if that happens, we will have that discussion. But as of right now, that feels fan fiction to me. Because I feel like Sheree has not given me any... And, and maybe the show's doing her dirty, Rob, because I feel like I barely get a Sheree yeah, confessional she's that's purple. talking about Endgame. Yeah, very purple. And even the confessionals are a little bit more about like, oh, this moment was a little bit confusing. And it's not so much an endgame confessional like we might get from a CT or a Sandra as far as faithfuls go. Okay. Sarah Cupcakes wants to know, who does a worse job with guest hosts, Big Brother or The Traders? Um, I feel like 
I would still say Big Brother. Um, because what does that mean to that they're doing a worse I'll say job? The traders, Rob. because so, sometimes at least like there's something funny that happens with a Big Brother guest host. I think you didn't need a guest host for the traders. No, they tried it. Um, but also I still felt like Doctor Will was not. Like if you with Big Brother, you're getting an alum to stand there and read cue cards, and they say it in the same way. Like we just saw this with with the rain, uh, reindeer games, where you had a couple of alumni that people have been jonesing to see back once again. Um, and I feel like probably the one that did the best with it was Derek X, but he just kind of mm -hmm. fell, fell into the role and yeah, you know, made it his own. With it. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I think ultimately the traders doesn't need a guest host. I feel like this. Uh, you can do so, like if you're gonna bring a doctor will out there, use the day with him to just throw him in the house. Don't have him host this mission. Yeah, you had Doctor Will, and you spent all your time thinking about if you could bring him in, and didn't spend any time thinking about if you should bring him in. <laughs> yeah, so that's my my stance on it. I would have rather he like brought breakfast in. Oh, that would have been phenomenal. Mm -hmm. That like if everyone's seated and they're like, ooh, okay, the boiled eggs are looking, looking banging today. Okay, yes. great. The bacon's looking nice. Wait, where's the coffee? Did somebody say coffee? <laughs> and he walks in with a nice little like jug. Yeah, I'd be in for that. I'd be into it. Yeah. Phaedra's so intro the the breakfast. I want cream cheese and preserves. <laughs> like okay. Wait, cream cheese and what? Preserves. Preserves? What's that? Like jam? The uh, jelly, yeah. Oh, I love that. That is a great combination. Cream cheese yeah. and jam. Okay. Mm. I mean, I think she can have whatever she wants. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Give her the world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Amy has a question. Yes. Did you guys see the article on Twitter teasing that Johnny Bananas might be coming back next season? So I didn't see the article, but I was given a summary of the article that uh, they have said, yeah, it's uh, there's a that, that's a world that you, we could be living in, Rob, where Bananas gets his uh, second stint, technically almost basically first stint on the show once again in the future. What well, he's so that? committed to the bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I think they're looking for people who are just absolutely insane and really going to just bring it. So like, I think he fits the bill. I think they want someone like he's definitely going to take a second opportunity to run with it. He's going to be vocal. He's going to give you sound bites. He's going to give you confessional. So I feel like for all those reasons, I could definitely see it. And I think seeing how much Kate has already had an impact on like moments in the show, I think it might've warmed them up to the idea of bringing in returnees more often um, which I'm curious to see what that means and how that plays out. Is mm -hmm. there going to be one returnee? Are they going to bring a couple people from the past? Who knows? Okay. Allison wants to know, uh, is Rob really sending Puya on the traders cruise? Yes. Is this factual Rob? <laughs> yes. I'm going to be in the open sea. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. This was your, your, uh, reward for working so hard. So first of all, Rob, thank you. <laughs> Second of all, I think we should get Duke of Deception merch mm -hmm. going and then I'll wear it on the Cruise of Deception. Ooh. And then we get that we get that free marketing going. Okay. I like this. Okay. All right, we'll okay. put it together. Um Ali M wants to say, also Rob, I saw that you were actually in the castle backing out of Pete's pal's rooms with MJ. Why didn't you make the TV edit? I don't yeah. know. Rob, I saw this bonus scene on Twitter today with you in it, and I straight up had to go to Peacock and double check to see if I yeah. missed it. What's up with that? You've been asking, you've been saying you're ready to go to the castle. <laughs> Sounds like you were already there. I was already there. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me ask you a question from uh, Nolan had a question. Uh, what was worse, uh, Dr. Will's cameo on BB22 or this? See, the thing is, I don't think it was bad it just was disappointing it just mm -hmm. wasn't anything you know it's like it's like this isn't like i got a coffee and it was done poorly this is a i it was just coffee it was fine mm -hmm. it wasn't superb it wasn't spoiled it was just there yeah boy dr will is bringing in the coffee i i don't know maybe this is a fantasy of mine now where i need him involved with a, with a cup of coffee somehow okay i don't know all right Wait, anything else on your mind tonight? 
Uh, no, I just, I love this episode. I had a really good time with it. It's I exciting. Think, yeah, this episode further proved, I feel like the round table is the key. I did see uh, there was an article, Rob, with the, with the producers of the show. Uh, they answered some questions about, uh, there was a couple questions about UK versus US editing and why the US makes it seem like they sleep in the manor, whereas they don't do that with the UK. And they also talked about looking into feedback and and taking it and they said that they felt like they first of all they'd planned the twist before anything happened in the season so they already planned kate returning and this twist before Deontay left before anything uh but they did say that they would think twice before removing a round table from the from the episodes again okay which i think is great i love that again traders listens to feedback which i love they also said they've Mm-hmm. They've also loved the weekly releases as opposed to doing it in bulk. So okay. I think that's here to stay. And I, again, the round table to me is the best part of the show. So removing it might make the episode a little not as fun, but it's still a fun show. I still love this series and I still will be watching all of them. Um, and I think moving forward, if they ever did a safety chain, you can do the safety chain right after the round table, I think. Okay. Say, oh, you thought the night was over? Get in the cars. We're going to the, we're going to the woods. I think you can still do that and have the murder ceremony, the murder pool be smaller after a banishment. You can still do that. Okay. They got it all set up. Why not? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Puya, we are hopefully going to be bringing you some more podcasts coming up here in the next couple of days. Maybe if the powers that be come together in the right way, maybe we could hear from the most recently banished player. We'll be working on that. Yes. Okay. Yes. Fingers are crossed. Fingers are crossed. We'll have a feedback show coming up next week. Tuesday, looking like the day for that. Ethan's on scheduled to join us. Yes. Now got okay. another winner on the pod. Look at, look at look us. I'm getting all these winners. Look at us. If you missed it back on Monday of this week, we talked with an old friend. Sophie Clark was on the podcast to talk about what was going on with the traders. Yeah, great time with Sophie. Great to get her insights on the season and uh, before the darkness took over. <laughs> yes, yes, she faded into no, the Always darkness. a delight. Yes. All right, Puya, what else is coming up for you? Well, um, y'all can find me on Twitter at Puya. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. Like I said, I Twitch on Twitch. <laughs> yes, I Twitch. Not, yes. Not on my face. Um, I have fun there. You can check that out. And Rob... Uh, I was recently, uh, I recently saw the announcement of the cast of 90 Day Fiance's new season coming up in March, happily okay. ever after. Um, we might have to talk some hazard pay. This cast is bad. Basically, I'll tell you this, Rob, Big Ed and Angela, both on the season. Um, RIP six months of my life, Oof. but I'll be covering it. The Hot Mess Express stops for no one. And no stops Gino for and Jasmine. Oh, they're still there. They're going to be on the cast as well. Three seasons in a row with those two. And actually, I'm quite happy they're to see gold. them there. They're gold. Um, but before we get there, we still have a couple weeks of about a month of 90 Day Fiance proper to go. Um, and I'll be back covering that with my guest next week. Sasha Joseph will be joining me to talk about the latest episode after we take a hiatus from the Super Bowl here. And then I think that's all the shows right now, Rob. It's a light, light pa- uh, okay. plate for me. But then Mass Singer's around the corner. BB Can's around the corner. So it's about to all kick up real soon. All right. Well, Puya, great job here tonight. We've got Thank so you. much going on these days over on robhasawebsite.com as Mike Bloom and I are rounding out our nine-day series of previewing the Survivor 46 contestants. You can check that out. I also got together with Shannon Gus. For a podcast talking about Australian Survivor. And so we are going to be uh, dropping that. The patrons already have it. But we're going to drop it as a main feed release as well. Coming up uh, very soon. So check out that as well. Plus everything else we have going on over at robiswebsite.com. And on our YouTube channel. We appreciate it when you hit that subscribe button. And don't be stingy with the thumbs up. All right. Puya. Yes. Real quick, shout out to those of you who left ratings and reviews. We have officially surpassed 100 reviews on the Traders Podcast. So thank you so much for that. Thank you for your kind words. It really does mean a lot. And thank you for being a part of this journey with us. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.
Transport yourself back in time and explore the fascinating and harrowing story of the Titanic's maiden voyage. Now open at COSI. Don't miss Titanic the Artifact Exhibition. This epic exhibit features over 200 authentic artifacts recovered from the ocean floor. Discover poignant passenger and crew accounts and majestic recreated interiors, including the iconic Titanic Grand Staircase. Tickets for Titanic the Artifact Exhibition are on sale now. Book your voyage at COSI.org.